Hi, I'm Will Heinmarch, and I'm a gamer because I love it when uh, imaginations collide during play. It's not enough for me to uh, be reading stories or writing stories or watching movies, whatever it is. I love the moment when the, of creation when it's all too hot to handle and it's still molten and it's moving between everybody's heads like lightning and you don't know what's going to happen next and anything is possible. And uh, also, and this is the real thing, is uh, I'm a big enough nerd that I don't think anybody else would have me. So I'm Will Heinmarch and I'm the Gamerati. Gamerati.com. It's good to be a gamer. This is the Verbal Network. Welcome to Gamer to Gamer, the podcast where we talk about games and how they're being played right now. I'm your host, Tracy Barnett. Welcome to Gamer to Gamer. This is our third episode, and I am speaking with Jen of the Genisodes podcast. Hi, Jen. Hi, how are you? I am very well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. I've listened to episodes of your podcast, and it's always interesting to get someone who's used to being, or used to asking the questions to answer questions. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I'm excited to know what I'm going to say. Excellent. <laughs> it's weird being on this side of the microphone. Yeah. Uh, um, well, to start off so we can ease in a little bit, who are you? What's your gaming background? What sort of things are you into when it comes to gaming? Who is Jen? I am Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been gaming for about four years now, and I started out playing a little bit of D&D, and then I got more into the indie RPGs, the more storytelling games mm -hmm. um, like Fiasco and Burning Wheel and, and right now I'm playing some Warhammer stuff so I get a, a lot of mix of different games always open to something new Awesome have you found something I mean that you gravitated to more than than one type or the other It depends with my game group we so, we do certain games we were really into Warhammer and then when I get to go to the conventions it's a lot of the one shot stuff so it really depends who I'm gaming with on what I, I'd like to do my ultimate dream would be to play Burning Wheel for an entire campaign but cool. I don't have enough time for that yeah that's pretty involved there's a lot a lot that goes into uh, planning your character's story both in session and out I would imagine yes I just so, need like another day of the week to game just all day. That would be fantastic. I think I think yes. that there is there's a there's a constitutional amendment somewhere that needs to get passed to make this happen. Maybe like slow down the Earth's rotation. I, I don't know. That would just make the days longer. Uh, more daylight will work too. The last four hours of the day set aside for gaming. <laughs> so what games are you uh, playing right now? Right now, I just started playing um, Rogue Trader, which is part of the Warhammer Fantasy group of games. Um, recently finished playing Warhammer Fantasy 3rd uh, Edition. Okay, with all the new, the neat dice and the cards and whatnot? Yes. <laughs> we actually played it for the second time because we loved it so much. 
Cool. I was just going to ask how you found it, so apparently it was good. Yeah, yeah, my one guy, Mike, in my game group is an amazing GM and really gets into it, so he gets all of us into it. He's like, I read this whole book. It's like 400 (laughs) pages, and I'm like, awesome. What do I do? He's like, you do this and this, and I'm like, okay. Can I have that red dice over there? He's like, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Roll the dice. Do some things. Yeah. Uh, so what made you guys settle on Rogue Trader? I know there are uh, other games in the 40K universe that are out right now. There's uh, Death Watch and Dark Heresy, I think. Are those the other two? I, I think so. Yeah, it's mostly up to, to Mike. I mean, if so, one of us in the group, um, there's there's four of us right now. Whoever has an idea and wants to run with it, you know, and they get really excited for it, they, they get to pick the game. Oh, cool. So he wanted to run it, and we're just following along and having a great time. Awesome. Do you usually run games, or do you usually play? I usually play them um, in my game group, and then when I go to conventions, I tend to do a little bit of both, running them and playing in it. <laughs> do you have a preference one way or the other? Like, if you could pick one, just running or just playing, which would you do, do you think? I'd probably just play. Cool. Yeah, I like that side a little bit more. Um, it's the prep <laughs> of of the the GM that I'm doing so many other things that I, I don't I feel I would feel bad because I wouldn't have enough time to put into like an amazing game. So that's why I like doing a lot of the the story games, which have a lot less prep, yeah. but still come off in the four hours as a great game. Yeah, definitely. I I found myself gravitating in that direction as well. It's the narrative was what draws me. I love telling a good story, and I don't like it when mechanics get in the way of that. And a lot of the story games seem to be light on, lighter on mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so with the uh, the Rogue Trader game that you just started. Tell me about, do you, do you have any uh, seeds for what the campaign's going to be? Do you have an idea of what your character is going to be yet? We just did character creation, so we spent an evening doing character creation. Um, so my game group is made up of Mike, who's the GM, myself, uh, my friend Joanna, and Connie. So the women outranked the men <laughs> three to one. So we, we're all, we all made our characters, and someone gets to be a rogue trader, and the other two get to be someone else on their ship. So you get mm-hmm. to, you are in charge of the ship. The rogue trader has gotten it from his family. So you kind of have a background within the story, within the game itself mm-hmm. that, that you kind of make. And so right now we kind of have just these basic characters. We haven't gone much into the, our background yet. Um, we just pretty much did the stats. It's similar to Smallville where you start off with your character creation mm-hmm. um, and you, you know, you pick one thing and then the next thing has to be based off that previous choice and you go through, I think it's like six or seven steps and you get to the end and that's where you pick who you are. So someone had to pick all their steps to become the rogue trader mm-hmm. and I picked all my steps to become the explorator. Okay. And I get like this cool, uh, yeah, so the, so rogue trader is, you know, set in 40,000 <laughs> years. So it's like 40,000 AD, I guess. Uh, 40,000 something, something, yeah. Yeah. 
and you're up in space and you know it's all cyberpunky it's like serenity and meets i don't know <laughs> serenity 40,000 AD yeah serenity meets <laughs> the grim dark grim dark yeah it it basically takes serenity and takes it to a whole nother level um which is awesome so i actually have this little head this skull is part of my character um and it has like little legs and stuff and flies around next to me and kind of like does stuff did you ever play the uh planescape video game on computer no the planescape torment had a, a a character that was in your party whose name was morte uh who was basically a flying skull so oh, cool. yeah that that reminds me of that it's a it's a it's a fun game it's on good old games you should check it out cool yeah he, but yeah this guy this my skull is kind of like a little familiar so it's pretty awesome so we kind of made our characters and we're gonna think it over for a week or so we still have to make our ship but then i think we'll be ready to roll some dice i'm i'm curious with the group being predominantly female do you find that you all tend to play characters who are the same gender as yourself, or do you ever play cross-gender? Like, do you ever play a guy it, character? It depends which games, yeah. Our last game we played the Warhammer Fantasy, and we all played guys. Oh, wow. Neat. And this time my character's a guy. It just came out the way that, you know, like when I made it, I'm like, this is totally a guy. <laughs> and we've played all women characters before. It just, I think it depends on the story and the game that we want to play. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I I'm always interested to see where people are comfortable on that spectrum because some people will only play their own gender, and some people are are comfortable, like you said, following the story and just going with what is you know narratively or thematically appropriate. Yeah, and I, I like doing character creation together because then you can kind of see what the other people are doing and kind of fit in. You know, like oh, maybe we should have like a lovers relationship. And maybe that, who wants, or do you want to be the guy? I'll be the girl. If not, maybe we could just, you know, be lesbians or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, like, you can, you feel out what everybody else is doing and you can go from there, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah, that kind of thing tends to happen to me in Fiasco a lot. I think in all the Fiasco games I've played, I've played a girl more often than I've played a guy. Just because it <laughs> seemed like that is what would work. Yeah, especially with Fiasco when you're sitting around next to everybody and kind of talking everything, uh, you know, talking about everything. Yeah. So with your with your group, how are, how are the game sessions run? Do you guys meet in person? Is it done on the internet? Uh, how how long are the sessions? That sort of thing. We meet. We we try to meet every Wednesday in the evening. Um, we all live pretty close to each other. It always depends on schedules and everything. But we try to meet regularly, and even if, so we we try to game. So we'll, we'll if everybody's there, we'll game. It'll be you know a couple hours, and then there's other times where if someone can't make it, or you know we'll either try to play another game, you know like a, a one shot, or we just hang out and watch Glee, <laughs> order some food, and 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 still you know like because we're friends too. We're not just you know, come on over, game for two hours, and then leave. Yeah. And don't talk for the rest of the time. We're, we're friends, so, you know, no matter what, it's always nice to get away on on a Wednesday night just to, to see each other. Yeah, definitely. Are, you mentioned two hours. Are the sessions usually only about that long, or do you go for longer? 
Um, they're usually a little bit longer. It depends, you know, if we have dinner and, you know, how we're feeling that week. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a social group. So if something's going on with someone, we, we usually end up talking about that. And, mm-hmm. and, and it works out well because we all have, we all understand the same mindset and, and all the same goals. So there isn't that one person who comes and just wants to game for four hours and gets upset when everybody's sitting there talking. Yeah. Cause there's been times where we are like, we sit down to game, we'll put everything out. And we're like, yeah, no, we're not feeling it. Maybe mm-hmm. we should just go watch a movie and we do. <laughs> and then we have a great time and it's great. And we aren't mad at each other. And, and the next game session that we pick up on, it's still awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. Cause I've, I've been part of those groups where that happens. In fact, I, I have to admit much to my own chagrin that I have been that person where I went, I went specifically to game and, you know, they're my friends and all, but I really, really, really wanted a game and it just didn't happen. And it, it was kind of a bummer. So I try not to, I try not to let it affect me too much, but sometimes I really want a game. It sounds like all of, all of your group are slightly better, more adjusted than I am. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, if, if you if we want to play, we have to be like, okay, guys, you really want to get in like a three hour session today. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, there are, there are days when we talk about that beforehand, so we kind of get a feel for what our mindset is every week. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, like in a, in a couple of weeks, we're all going to Dreamation, so probably the week before we might not game because we're going to be gaming all weekend. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you guys do a very good job of communicating, which is not always the case with game groups. Sounds like you've got a pretty good game group. (laughs) Yeah, I lucked out. (laughs) You mentioned earlier uh, setting everything up at the table. Do you guys use a lot of extra stuff for your games, like props and minis and maps, or do you just go more freeform? It's a little bit more freeform. I mean, with uh, Warhammer... Fantasy, I mean, everything comes in the box. You have all the little pieces. Mm-hmm. So you're using all those little minis and everything. Um, I mean, I don't know what we're going to be using with Rogue Trader, but we usually don't come up with, you know, we don't, we don't have, we usually don't play with minis. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a map here or there, but not like it's spread out on the table. Maybe some pictures, but not too big on props. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I tend to, I tend to enjoy the freedom that having no mat minis brings. Uh, I have gamed, however, with people that really need at least something for a, mm-hmm. a a visual reference to say, okay, well, how close am I to that dude, and can I smack him in the face? And I have to adjust my own my own GMing style to to accommodate that because I want people to be comfortable at the table. So. But yeah, freeform is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I know uh, there are some games where you do need that. You know, you have to know exactly. It's more tactical. You have to know yeah. exactly how many spaces you are, and that's fun too. But that's not how every one of our games that we play is played. Yeah. What would you do, if anything, to make the games that you play in better? Hmm. Sometimes we try to talk about stuff beforehand. Like if something ends in the end of a session and the GM has an idea, so we'll, we'll email each other during the week mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of be like, I have this great idea. I don't know if you guys want to take your characters in this direction. 
you know, and then he writes like four paragraphs and you're like, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> and I also think, you know, when we are playing, you know, if someone hits that wall or, you know, kind of stalling out there, you can tell that their mind is going, but they aren't churning anything out, you know, mm-hmm. helping with ideas. Um, food always helps. <laughs> yes. Food is a great motivator. It is always fun to, to order food and, uh, share it and have the whole gaming experience like that. So what's your go-to gaming food? It's either Chinese food or pizza. Or and leftovers. If we have leftovers, or we all make tacos together. <laughs> tacos. Speaking of tacos, I know you like tacos. You're a taco fan, yes? Yes. Okay. Tacos, burritos, deliciousness. You also have a game you're working on whose title involves tacos, yes? Yes. Would you like to tell it's us about called... that? Sure. So other than, you know, like I'm trying to play all these games, I'm also trying to write my own game. It's called Project Ninja Panda Taco. I love that name. <laughs> and it actually, so I came up with it to be, you know, like Project Blank, you know, Project X. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a secret top, you know, it's a top secret game that no one's going to know about until I'm ready to, to unveil it. So I could be talking about Project Ninja Panda Taco and no one knows yet. So, but it actually fits the game now. So I can't, I'm not going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I want it to be Project taco and so i googled it and was like well there's a project taco already and then there's project pandas and then project ninja i was like crap so i put it all together <laughs> and so now it's project npt and i like it yeah so that's the awesome name and then it even gets more awesomer with what it's about so you get to play a mastermind and a minion you know during play and you try to take over the world this sounds like a newsletter that I would like to subscribe to. <laughs> <laughs> it is a newsletter. <laughs> you can, you can, so maybe the mastermind has to make a newsletter that will convince everybody to love him and he will take over the world that way. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy and outlandish and fun. It's a collaborative story game where you sit around the table with, with your friends and are wacky and zany. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's similar to Fiasco. You know, it's about two hours. It's you know the, the time frame. It's two hours. Um, you take turns around the table, and of course, every mastermind has a nemesis, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, yeah. it's another mastermind because you just hate each other, even though you're friends and you're you're acquaintances and you know each other, but you still try to thwart someone else's plan. Yeah, you're frenemies. And yeah, yes, totally. That's <laughs> it. You're frenemies. <laughs> and. Project Ninja Panda Taco works out because every plan to take over the world is a, is a three-step plan. Mm-hmm. You have to. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, one, two, and profit. Like, it just... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it goes. And is the second step always a set of question marks? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Is the, is the second step always a set of question marks? No. <laughs> it's a... It's so, well, like the meme online, it's step one is blank. Step two is question mark. Step three is profit. Well, you always, you, you, if you complete your first step, you get to try to go for your second step. And then you kind of like add the words. So my first step in Project Ninja, and then, you know, you have to make sure that works out. Then you can get Ninja Panda, uh-huh. and then you get Ninja Panda Taco. So you're kind of working up, and you, you win um, 
you can you can win at the end as a mastermind if you have the most amount of points at the end. And that three step plan gives you a lot of points. Nice. So. Well, excellent. Lots uh, of fun just trying to write it. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds like it would be a blast to both write and play. Yes. Yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun writing it, and it's because it is such a zany game. And I'm trying to take the point of view of a mastermind, which is sometimes hard to get into after a long day of work. Yeah. So trying to go from like the mundane, you know, just like, you know, math, you know, uh, engineering stuff that I do and jumping into something zany and crazy and wacky. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a big a big mental shift. Yeah. So I, so I was I, trying to find that balance and write and, you know, write well. Yeah. And it's not just get, you know, your editor bleed all over and cross it all off. And <laughs> they do this over and you're like, no, I spent two hours on that. Well, I, I respect the mental gymnastics. Yes. But it's good for you. It's a, it's a learning experience. So. Cool. Well, yeah. now, now we come to my favorite question of the podcast. Uh, very simply, tell me a story about a game you were in story about a game I was in. Mm-hmm. Any story? Any like my story. favorite story? Your favorite story. If you if you have your favorite story on the tip of your tongue, hit me with it. I do have my favorite story of all times. It's when I first started gaming and I was learning D&D and we were doing it was with my friends. Um, and it was before I got into the indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it online through a, a play-by-post. Oh, yeah. And so I had two friends, and, and they were like, what character do you want to be? I'm like, I want to do magic. And they're like, okay. And they start writing stuff down. And then they're like, I'm like, I want a familiar. And they're like, okay, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. And then I started watching the Simpsons movie with the spider pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like my favorite song. And so I was like, I want that. I want that pig. And so they made me a spider pig so the pig could climb on the walls and could grapple and everything. And then I was, I had magic. I think I was like a, I wasn't a wizard. What's the other one? Uh, sorcerer? I think, yeah, I was a sorcerer. So I had all my spells and then I picked all my feats so that I could do my spells through the pig. So I started getting like fire breath so then my pig could spout fire. And then I got the glitter dust so you could, and then I got some like electric goo. So then he sprayed glitter dust goo. That sounds like the most awesome thing in the world. Yeah, and that's all I wanted my character to do. So I just run around and be like, glitter dust! And then it, like, spew rainbows of, yeah. (laughs) What what was the pig's name? His name was Spider Pig. Okay. Oh, it was Glitter Squishy Spider Pig. (laughs) So I kept adding to it. Yeah, I have this issue of just adding words together and making it. (laughs) It seems like it's worked out for you so far, so I would not stop doing yeah. it. It's it's lots of fun. I try to have fun. So, Well, awesome. Jen, thank you so very much for taking the time to, to talk to me here on gamer to gamer and I hope you keep having fun with your games. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. You've been listening to gamer to gamer gamer to gamer is published by The Tome Show in association with the Vorpal Network. 
Gamer to Gamer is published under a Creative Commons non-commercial 3.0 share-alike license. The music for the intro and the outro was provided by Brian Boyko and can be found under public domain at freepd.com.